What's going on, everybody? Welcome to TopCon Talks Construction. My name is Matt Sawyer, and I'm your host for today's episode in which we'll be talking with a very special guest from the construction world. But first, I just want to go ahead and uh, thank you for tuning in. In this episode, we're actually going to go ahead and focus on robotic total station technology and how these field instruments have changed uh, and shaped the way contractors actually work out in the field. The immediate benefits contractors gain from using a total station are just simply amazing. I've actually talked to many contractors that have mentioned, you know, how fast uh, they're able to perform layout now, making fewer mistakes. The owners that I've talked to um, who mentioned and talk about the time savings and the reduction in the field costs, it's truly incredible. And, uh, and it's truly incredible to be part of this movement and, um, and surrounded by, uh, you know, great organizational leaders, teams, and uh, great customers. But don't take it from me. You'll hear about this today directly from an end user. So without further ado, let me introduce you all to our special guest, Mike Hart. Mike, welcome to the show. Hey, Matt. Thanks. How's it going? Long time no talk. Yeah, just a little, just a little background um, about myself. I was, uh, I've been in construction about five years now. Before that, I was in the Army, and I was thinking, you know, what... What do I want to do when I get out of the army? And I was thinking surveying would be cool. And uh, and I, you know, there's there's regular land surveying, and then there's construction surveying. And I I've always had an interest in construction, so I uh, I started working for a GC, and I, in my application I said I wanted to do uh, construction surveying, and they had a layout crew. So luckily I got on board with them. And uh, the guy who was working there, who was in charge, had been doing layout for about 40 years. <laughs> and uh, so he started training me, and that was a great experience. Um, but then we got this LN100, and uh, I saw right away it was it was awesome. It was a game changer because before that, we were just using um, a two-man kind of setup where one guy sets at the station, and then I was holding the prison pole and all that. But <clears throat> once we got this robot, it really changed things a lot. Right. Yeah. Hey, you, you, you got a lot going on there and I kind of want to unpack um, a little bit of that. You know, I actually started following you. So I just, just to back up a little bit, um, I actually started following you on YouTube and your YouTube channel long before I actually had the chance to actually talk to you. And uh, so I was a fervent admirer of all your YouTube stuff. In fact, I um, I used to use your content that you would push out there for, for layout and, and the technology and the, the field tablets and so forth with other customers that I used to talk to and other contractors. And they would call in asking for some help and I would point them to your YouTube channel. So I just want to say thank you. And uh, again, I've been following you for a long time. Um, and, and just a quick note, just, uh, you know, you kind of filled our, our audience in on your background a little bit. And personally, I think you have a very unique story and why I'm really excited to have you here today. Um, you, you, you know, you started off, uh, as a, as a Black Hawk pilot in, in the army or whatnot. And how the heck did you, how do you go from that, um, to construction? Because a lot of guys, 
that I have talked to and, and so forth in that kind of career and field, they, they will typically venture into aviation or they'll go do some other things, but you got into construction. Can you, can you talk or walk us through, you know, what happened after that? How does someone like that end up and, and all the way up to this point end up in construction? Yeah. Um, I mean, they're actually both as far as being, uh, involved in layout and, uh, and flying, they're both fairly technical fields. So, you know, I already had an aptitude for technology and all that. And uh, I was always reading maps, uh, you know, navigating while you're flying around. So I can navigate around blueprints pretty well. But, and I've always loved building stuff. Uh, when I was uh, 16, my friends and I built a, a cabin. And so we've always just kind of been into building and and when I was thinking uh, after my time and service was over, I'd, you know, maybe get into construction, but I wanted to do something that was technical and kind of half in the office, half out in the field. And I, I could, you know, use, use my brain a little bit, and, but also get out there and work outside. You, you didn't want to be stuck in an office type setting, huh? Yeah, exactly. But I didn't want to be stuck outside either all the time. I wanted kind of float around both. <laughs> I got you. So, and, and I think construction's exciting. I mean, it, it's rewarding. And, you know, after, when you're done with the project, uh, there's something there to see and that people can use and all that stuff. So there's a lot, a lot of benefits. Yeah. Right. Right on. And so, yeah, absolutely. And, and Mike, so, you know, talk about, so what are, um, so what kind of construction, if you want to share with the audience, what, what do you do right now, and, and um, what type of construction? Uh, we do mostly commercial and government. And uh, if we do residential, it's kind of like uh, apartment building complexes. Um, as far as like commercial, I mean, we got uh, grocery stores, retail, um, and government. We're we're doing you know schools, fire stations, police buildings. Um, that we do some parking garages, uh, just a little bit of everything, pretty much. Nothing, nothing huge. In in what type of trade? What trade are you? Oh, um, we're concrete. Concrete contractors, right? And in concrete contractors, I mean, you know, in, in my field, in 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 my many years in talking to contractors, the the old saying goes that nobody, you know, concrete doesn't wait on anybody, and everybody has to go off of you know, the schedule of the concrete contractors. Is that true? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we're uh, held to the weather, but other than that, I mean, it's fast paced and yeah, there's a lot, it's, there's a lot going on in the field and concrete's coming right now, you know, at, at two o'clock every day, we've got concrete. So you better have things ready. <laughs> and, and, and again, I, I totally see that too. And if you're not, if you're not ready with all your layout or whatever, concrete doesn't wait on anybody. So they got your poor schedules and you guys poor. No, you don't want to send trucks <laughs> home. <laughs> yeah. Those trucks, you know, we only got, I think 90 minutes from when it leaves the, the plant. So they can't hang around too long. Most of the time spent in traffic anyways. So you better be ready when <laughs> right now, Mike. So when you got out, um, you said there were, there's survey, um, and then you have building construction. So did you, did you choose one or the other, or, or you went straight into building construction or? Yeah. Um, I kind of, you know, thought between the two and 
uh, and I, like I said, I like construction and I figured I'd be interested in surveying. So the two matched up um, and, and I like, you know, construction. Like I said, there's a tangible thing at the end of your project. There's a building there now that you can, uh, you know, be proud of. Uh, whereas land surveying, you're just kind of checking boundaries and stuff like that. So that's why I was drawn more towards construction surveying, if you want to call that. It's it's really, it's just layout. Yeah. Did you have any friends or family in the industry? Yeah. My uh, father-in-law is a superintendent at the, the general contractor I started at. So he kind of helped me get in, working there. What'd you start off doing? Um. I, I started off for the first month or two um, just doing whatever they needed me to do. And I wasn't even doing any layout. The The layout position wasn't open. So, you know, just typical GCs usually do a lot of punch list stuff. And that's kind of what I was doing. Um, but then the opening uh, came up for a helper for uh, Stuart, the main layout guy. And since I'd put it on my resume that I wanted to do that. They called me and I was like, yeah. Okay. And so, so what happened? So when you, when you said, Hey, you know what, that's interesting. That'd be something that I want to do. What did you, so, so what did you, you went and did you have to apply? And then what happened when you, when you got to that layout position, what were you guys doing to layout? Well, um, basically they just said, Hey, Stuart's going to pick you up this day and go out to the job and start doing layout with them. And, uh, so our first, my first project with him was a school, and uh, I basically just tagged tagged along for a lot of it. And and like I said, that's when we were using the the total station uh, that was not robotic. So he needed somebody to hold the pole. Oh, you guys were using a manual total station. Yeah. Yep. And he needed needed somebody to hold the pole because his other helper got promoted to superintendent. So. Lucky me, I got to do that. And uh, yeah, I just worked with him for two years and really learned a lot. That's that's pretty cool. A lot of guys that, and, and a lot of contractors that, you know, they end up talking to have been in the industry for, for a while. Um, Mike, I don't think I asked you, but, you know, can you give everybody an idea? How long have you been in construction? Uh, since 2015. Since 2015. Okay, so you've been there a handful of years, five years. Um, and, and yeah. going on, and you're pretty fortunate, I have to say, because um, when you when you moved into that layout position in what I would call promotion, right? So you got promoted and, yeah. and and became part of the layout crew, and you guys were using a manual total station. A lot of guys I talked to end up they come up from pulling string and tape and a tape measure. So to be thrown in into somebody that's actually using a little bit more advanced technology to do their their project layout, I think that's incredibly, uh, you know, I think that's incredibly you know, awesome for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. I was, I was definitely lucky. And can you talk about it and just to back up for a minute, because it, Mike, I still, you know, I'll make some cold calls and I'll call around to share technology and information with our contractor community. And I will, um, so I'll do that you know, throughout the week and so forth and introduce myself. And it's still funny when I talk to somebody and I say, hey, Bob, you know, this is Matt Sawyer. I'm with TopCon. I, I was wondering if you could help me. Could you put me in touch with somebody that runs your field, you know, your field layout crew? And it's so funny how many times, um, not all the time, but I still get this. 
Well, Matt, uh, what do you mean by layout? So I know this seems pretty, uh, you know, pretty novice, but I'm going to ask you, Mike, you know, we talk about construction layout and for those who are listening and they don't have an idea, like my, my wife, for example, she'll, she'll come to me and, and she'll say, yeah, you know, honey, what are you doing? And I, they say, oh, I, I do layout for Topcon layout technology and I help contractors, you know, you know, increase the speed and efficiency of their layout. And she goes, what's layout? The same thing happens when I call the contractors. And it's so funny because I have to tell her, well, babe, think about it this way. It's the same way you could you do layout on a wall inside your own home when you go to hang a picture, right, Mike? You got to figure out where's the picture going to go? How far from the from the ceiling does it got to come down? It's got to be in the center of the room and it's got to look straight. So you got to do your layout on the wall. So that's the, the comparison that I make to point out exactly what I do on just much grander scale for our contractors. And at the end of the day, just like you get to look at that beautiful straight hanging picture, do you get to look at a big building that you guys have now built and constructed? And it's just amazing to drive down and take a look at that, right? Yeah. Layout is basically, you know, draw the building on the ground or just, you know, but you're not drawing all the lines. You're basically giving them points and they connect the dots to draw the building out as they're building it. So that's kind of how I picture it. There's the blueprints and basically you're taking those blueprints and drawing them out for people so they can come behind you and and start building. Yeah. You're basically, you're transferring it from a, you're transferring from a digital copy on the, on the blue pans, which the blue plans are what everybody's accustomed to seeing. And everybody knows that, right? You think about architectures and, and, and the architects, how they have those Big old rolled up plans, right? Sticking out. And uh, if everybody ever recalls something about Mary and he pulls up, he's got all these architectural drawings sticking out of the back and everyone's like, oh, you're an architect. Yeah, same thing. But now what you're saying is you basically work. We have a way now to transfer those out to the field. And that's kind of what we're doing. right? And, and like you were saying before, um, a lot of the, the original kind of layout was just manual, like string lines, tape measures, just measuring out, oh, well, the building's 100 feet long. Let me get my tape measure and measure over 100 feet. And and we did a lot of that, too, when I was working with Stuart. Um, we, we had the total station, but uh, back then, using two people and, and, and the technology wasn't what it is today, you could only do so much. So we would just give some control lines and then transfer to string lines and tape measures and and start going that route. So, but now with, with the way, you know, the Allen series and all that with, with Topcon, um, you don't need any string lines or tape measures. And it's just gotten so fast and smooth that um, it's a game changer. It's completely different than the string lines and all yeah, that. I- can you imagine what you just said? I mean, let's walk somebody through to just set up string lines and tape, right? When you have to take a tape measure and you got to set up all your string lines on a job site, depending on how big the job is, Mike, how long could that take somebody Oh, it, just to set up string lines? Yeah, I mean, ha- half of your days could easily be doing that before you even start working, uh, before you even you know start digging any holes or laying any block or anything like that. Uh, because, I mean, you've got to set up one control line to start and then and then you pull off that line however many feet 
to something else, like say the room's 10 feet wide, you pull another string line and then, and, and that's easy if, if it's a square building, but once you start getting into walls that are at an angle and curved walls, uh, now you got to have a radius work point and kind of draw an arc around by holding a string and a plumb bob. And it's really cumbersome. And now you don't need that. Like I said, you just click on the, on the computer and say, Hey, lay out this arc. And it just tells you where to go. And you- oh, that's amazing. And we're going to, we'll unpack a little bit more into that because there, there are going to be those that hear this and think, well, what do you mean? You click on this and it tells you to do that. Like there's a lot of guys that, that probably haven't seen this technology out there, or uh, it's, it's just something as simple as maybe they've, they've heard or, or seen it and they just can't fathom, uh, themselves using that technology it it would be too hard to learn so we'll kind of get into all that in a minute but just to back up um mike talk about concrete i mean this is what you do each and every day um you know and 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 obviously you know very commendable i mean the contractors that out there working and and guys like you that come from you know serving our country which thank you by the way for your service um can you walk us through so for a concrete contractor you know what are you guys uh, what are you guys responsible for laying out on a project and how early on are you guys, are you guys the first ones on that project? Can you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. Yeah. We're usually, uh, aside from the site contractor who's building, uh, the building pad, uh, when we get there, it's, it, we're usually the first ones and it's just a flat open area and there's going to be a building on it. And so essentially you're just looking yeah, at there's, dirt. You're just looking at it. Yeah, just looking dirt. at dirt. Yeah, and, and there's there's a lot of layout with with concrete because you're laying out footings, you're laying out uh, rebar to make sure that it comes out of the footing and and into the the block, the CMU, um, or you're laying out concrete walls. You could be laying out doors and windows, all sorts of stuff, um, and and anchor bolts too. That's a big one. Because uh, we got to set the anchor bolts for the steel contractors when they come in and put up all their columns. Uh, so that's got the anchor bolts are they've got to be spot on. Um, so that's a huge layout uh, concern for us. Is it's got to be precise. And and so now um, and you're right. Yeah, that's that's the beautiful thing about um, especially technology today. You know, you have to be precise and you have to be. I mean, to your point, when you were talking about um, there, and I always joke, Mike, there is no building that's perfectly square these days. And I always joke that, you know, every architect has to have their, every new building has to be their signature piece, right? And you have all these, these buildings that twist and turn nowadays, and they have these, these angles and, and stuff like that, that makes it incredibly difficult to still pull tape measure off of and taking two people to pull tape measure with these kind of, uh, you know, with these kind of designs that, you know, we're forced to build these days. Right. Oh yeah. Yeah. You, you should have seen this, this high school we built um, about a year ago, the floor pattern, it was uh terrazzo and the floor pattern was definitely the architect trying to uh, add some flair because it was just curved everywhere. It was, one curve was from a from a hallway going 
through rooms and into another hallway matching up. And uh, I mean, it was, it was wild. And I was thinking, I didn't have to lay it out, but I was thinking, I wonder how they're going to lay this out. I know how I could do it with the instrument, but I don't know how you would do this with, uh, without it. Um, so yeah, they're getting more and more complex and fancy and, and, uh, yeah. I like to say, um, can you imagine if we were still building cars the way we were 40 years ago? You know, it just, the technology has come so far and, you know, everybody can drive and, um, and the technology, I, I mean, you get to where you need to be and you have all this technology that's built into it nowadays. But I mean, you, you probably wouldn't be able to get to where you need to. You know, we're traveling further distances and, and so forth and half the time now and um, just to make meetings. And of course, now you have COVID, so probably none of that's happening. But um, but again, imagine if we were building cars the way we were 40 years ago. Right. Uh, so. So you started out with a manual total station. And uh, so again, you're so a manual total station for, for those, you know, who aren't probably familiar. Um, it's, it's a robotic, it's basically a robot on a tripod that you place on a job site and somebody has to stand behind the instrument and turn it and via two way radio to the other guy who's kind of walking, you know, walking across the job site with the prism pole. Yep. And, and that's exactly right. And, and what you have to do, what, what makes it take so long is the guy with the pole doesn't know where he's going, but the guy on the station, he, he does. And so he has to tell you over the radio, Hey, I need you to keep walking in that direction uh, until you walk into where he's pointing at. And then he'll say, okay, uh, wait there. I'm going to take a shot and he'll click a button and take a shot. And it'll say, well, you still got to go back another 30 feet and to the left 25 feet and then and then the guy with the pole's got to guess like okay i guess i'll go back about 30 feet and to the left 20 feet and then you know it's a lot of um back and forth and then you get kind of close and he says okay now go back a foot and then right five inches or, hey, you're not holding the pole, you know, perfectly straight. Uh, I got to take that shot again. And and then you can't hear what he's saying or your battery dies on the uh, walkie-talkie. <laughs> yeah, there's – it's it's very slow and cumbersome. And then – so you did that for how long until you said that you started out with that GC? And then, um, and then how long were you there for until you picked up and, and went to another – to where you currently are today. So with, with Stuart, I, um, we had the total station for about a year and then he, he was, he kind of said, you know, in order to keep up with the competition, I think we need to look into getting a robotic total station. And, and that was about a year after I'd been with them. And, uh, so, that's when we got the LN100. And so I, I was the one that kind of really figured out the LN100. And Oh, so you were still with the same company when you guys upgraded from a manual total station and then you ended up getting the robotic, a fully robotic total station. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, oh, awesome. And okay. so that kind of freed us up also to where I could go do jobs by myself with the total station and he could go to a job and basically just grab somebody 
on the job site that worked for us and just say, hey, can you hold the prison pool or help me out? You know, because there was still a handful of guys that helped him out, you know, throughout his time there. Uh, and you essentially, you were able to go off on your own? Yeah, yeah. And why is that? How come you were able to just go off and do all the layout on your own? Well, uh, we, we worked with the the LN100 together on a couple jobs so we could both learn it. Um, and he wanted me to have it. And because uh, he, he he liked doing it the old school way, <laughs> and and I I like doing it the new way, so I I took it to um, some jobs I did by myself, and and that's where I really um, kind of pushed it to the max with with it. I wanted to see what it could do, and that was where um, we had a middle school we were doing, and I, I worked there was a superintendent there and he knew I did layout and he knew generally I was supposed to just go kind of help the trades. He knew generally I was supposed to lay out the brick points after the footings were done and maybe give uh, control lines for column, like column lines. Um, but I was there and I could get that done so fast. I could do a lot more. And that's why I, I started really just taking over and, and doing as much layout as possible. I, I got to the point where I was laying out uh, all the footings, the anchor bolts. Uh, after the footing was poured, I'd lay out the um, the masonry. I laid out, uh, I checked all of the, the plumbing before we poured the slab to make sure it would come up inside of the walls or where it was supposed to be. And it, and, and so the plumbers had done layout the old way, and we moved about 40 pipes. They were pulling tape, tape measure? Yeah. Yeah, they were just using tape measures and, and stuff like that. And and when you go to check, when I went to check it, um, a lot of those pipes that were supposed to be inside of a wall that was going to be built later were halfway in the wall or something like that. And so we had the opportunity to move it before we poured the concrete. Uh, which saved them a lot of headache. Um, and then after we poured the slab, uh, then it was time for the masons to start putting all their interior walls and exterior walls and windows and all that stuff. And I went ahead and laid out all that. I laid out every single uh, every single wall in that school on both both floors, which was like when I was done, it was like ten thousand corners and points. <laughs> wow, um, that's that's amazing. Yeah, so it was it was really cool to to see all what it could do. That is and, so cool because you went from a manual total station where you had to have two person crew, just like as you were pulling a tape measure, you have to have somebody holding the dumb end of the tape, right? You have to have somebody holding that other end, and and then you move to a, a manual total station. If you talk about and if you look at the uh, you know the progression of the technology and so forth, but or the evolution of it, um, the manual total station, you have to have somebody behind it turning the robot. And then you have the fully robotic total stations, which are just, you know, the, this is the way to go for a lot of people these days, right? But um, now you don't need anybody behind the instrument because it's fully robotic and it's tracking your prism. So it's essentially what it's doing is it's following you across, you know, that, that job site and, you're holding your field tablet and it's telling you exactly where to go. How quickly were you able to pick up 
uh, moving from a manual to a robotic total station, was that like an immediate aha moment when you said, hey, this is it. We got to get more of these or what What were you thinking? Oh, yeah. For me, it was uh, immediate. Uh, it, was, it was really easy to go from the manual to the robotic. Actually, it was a whole lot easier because with the manual on our little um, – our little tablet that just kind of connected to the main instrument. Um, it just had points on it. It didn't have a drawing in the background. Um, so what, what we'd have to do is have all of our points drawn out on the actual blueprints and uh, reference it that way. But now when, when I started using the robotic total station, um, I had the blueprints on my controller with all the points and it showed me exactly where I was on the drawing as I was walking around. So I was always, it was so easy to orient yourself to the plan and where you are in, uh, on the job site because you have the drawing, you, you can see yourself on the, on the drawing. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was, uh, it was easier. It was a lot easier. And pretty easy to pick up. And um, and then speed-wise and faster. Was it faster? Oh, yeah. Because, like I said, it's updating you in, in real time. And um, you can see yourself walking across the drawings, essentially. Um, and you, you can see exactly what point you want. There's no confusion because you have a background drawing on it. And, uh, and, and there's no communication time between two different people. Um, so I know exactly where to move as I'm moving. I don't have to, you know, listen to him, tell me which way I need to go and all that. And it's, it's constantly taking shots uh, as you're walking around. So it's constantly giving you updated information on how you need to get to your point. Whereas before I'd have to stop, um, wait for him to take the shot you know, all that. So. You know, the way I think about that, uh, uh, just because I think that robotic total stations are um, obviously uh, just a, a vast improvement and the way that the design, the, the complexity of the designs and so forth, these are just, these are absolutely necessary and it's not, uh, it's not a nice to have product. It's a must have. Um, and I think that's, uh, it's truly changing or transforming the way that, uh, that contractors are working nowadays. And, and uh, make it more efficient. Um, the way that I think about it, the way I used to describe, or when I think about the manual total station, because I've never used a manual total station, but I have talked to other contractors and there are contractors like you that have moved um, to a fully robotic. And there are some that, that hesitate uh, to move to a robotic total station. But the way I always, I look at it is if uh, I was always one of the guys that never really adopted GPS when it first came out and didn't have a Garmin system or anything like that. But I still had a cell phone. And it was funny that, you know, the way I could picture it is if, um, you know, you're, you're on the phone with somebody and you're trying to figure out how to get to their home or something, right? And they're on the phone with them and they say, well, go two or three streets, you know, down after the third light, it's going to be your second right. And then, you know, let me know when you're there. And then, uh, oh, no. and then when you're there, it's like, well, make sure you make your first left. Well, you didn't tell me now I got to back up and go back and then you get lost. But if you just have GPS like today, 
you know exactly where you're going. You're following it on the map and you're going straight there. And it's almost like a video game. And, and when I'm at, when I'm at trade shows and, and stuff like that, that's kind of how I, with, with these guys who are, who are kind of new to it, right? I take a, and I'm showing them and they, they always like, this kind of like a video game, right? But you got to have fun with it too. But, um, but that's the way I, I look at it. Yeah, I, I agree that the way I look at it too is, um, as far as efficiency, think about back before they had tractors and the farmers had to use horses to pull their implements. Uh, that was slow and laborious and all that. That's kind of like the old way of using string lines and that. And now with the the robotic total station, that's like when people started using tractors, their efficiency went way up and they didn't need as many people in the field working and um, and, you know, there were people who I'm sure were resistant to the new technology of a tractor and stuck to their horses, but nobody uses horses nowadays. I mean, like the, the efficiency difference between, between the two is, is similar to that, I think. Well, to your point, I think that uh, the construction, uh, the way that we build today um, is going you know, it's, it's very fast moving and to have somebody there either holding, you know, the other end of the tape or standing behind an instrument like a manual toll station or pulling string and tape. Um, now you're able to free those guys up to go do something else. And, um, I mean, is that what you guys have done? Uh, I think that in our industry, a lot of guys are, are hesitant, um, you know, a little bit, uh, just because they think that possibly, you know, maybe that we're replacing people. And I don't think that's quite true. Do you, what would you say? Yeah, we're not, not replacing anybody. What, what we did in our company, uh, talk about the concrete company now, um, is the foremen um, were already doing their own layout every day, the old way with string lines and tape measures. So, what I did was I just trained each of our foremen and gave them an instrument and say, Hey, do your layout with this instrument instead. And they love it. And it was easy to train all of them. None of, you know, none of them have a background in surveying at all, but they, they, they were laying out, you know, cause that was part of their job. So all you're doing is augmenting the, the same people with uh, more skill. Yeah. Uh, right. And, and more productivity. Yeah, exactly. And, and I actually want to talk to you about that. Um, you were at the former company. You had, you had, uh, experience with both a manual and a robotic total station, which good for you. I mean, within a, just a, what, probably a couple of years, you had this type of experience laying out on job sites and using a manual versus a robot. Um, and then what, and then you jumped ship or, or you moved and, um, and what did you do? So you went to a concrete contractor. So you went from a GC to a concrete contractor. Can you talk to us about that? Why did you make the jump? And and then um, and and what what did you you know what what position or what did you end up doing? Um, so when I was working for the the GC, my main job was um, checking people's work essentially, uh, checking anchor bolts mm-hmm. after they were poured and. And, uh, QAQC. Yeah, exactly. And that wasn't exactly full time. Uh, it was, it was a lot of times it was full time, but then sometimes it wasn't. And, uh, 
and they kept telling me, you know, the, the subcontractor should be doing his own layout anyways. Why are you helping him? And, and they told me that quite a few times. And I, and I thought, you know what? Yeah, if I want to keep doing layout, maybe I should just go work for a subcontractor. And I, I knew um, the, con the concrete contractor that did a lot of work with us, uh, I could see it was a good company. And, but they needed help with layout. Everything else, they were awesome. Uh, they had hard workers. They had the equipment. Uh, they got everything done, but their layout was uh, not so great. <laughs> so I talked to the, the owner and I, and I said, hey, you know, I know how to use um, this total station and it's for construction. Um, I think it'd be awesome if, if your company had one of these. I think it'd help you out a lot. Um, would you hire me to be your layout guy? And I'll just take on, you know, your big jobs. I'll, I'll do, if you got a school, I'll do that. Or, you know, we'll do one or two jobs at a time. And he's like, yeah, I'll hire you, uh, but you got to do it, all of our jobs. And I was like, well, how many do you have? He's like, well, yeah, we got about 45 to 50 a year. And I was like, oh, I don't know if wow. I can do that, <laughs> uh, but I'll yeah. try, I guess. Um, so for about the first year there, uh, I was working really hard, um, just trying to lay out all of our jobs. And, um, and then that's when, when I, I talked to him again and I said, look, this is pretty easy to learn. Let me start training all of your foremen and let's make the transition to uh, them doing their own layout. Um, and that turned out to be way better than me trying to do everybody's layout. Well, Mike, when you went there and you started your employment and started doing all their layout, um, did you also uh, have them have the owner were you able to convince him to purchase a total station? Did you come over with your own total station? How did that work? Uh, he, he purchased he purchased it. Uh, I told him to purchase the, the same one I had <laughs> at the GC. See, that's, make the that's amazing. I, I have to – okay, so I talk to a lot of contractors, right? There are a lot of guys out there that, that when I talk to them – they see the technology. They see the way the industry is moving, right? And they have been for, for many years now. And you got a lot of contractors out there that are using this technology. You have some that aren't. Um, but they, they, the guys in the field, they are, maybe they see somebody on a job site like you, Mike, who's using a robotic tunnel scene. You go, man, yeah, I'm out here all day doing all this layout. Here you come up here for just a couple hours and you're done. And you've got everything done and laid out. And, and uh, so when I go and talk to some of these guys, they go, yeah, but the boss would never go for it. How did you not only go and, and you know, gain employment with another well, company, but also how did you convince the owner to invest not in your, not just yourself, but also the technology? Luckily, um, I had been working with them for a couple of years. Um, while I was working for the GC, I was helping them with their layout. And so they got a little taste of um, what what the robotic total station could do for them, and um, and especially on that school. That's it was that school project where I laid out everything for them. At the end of that project, that's when I came to him and and suggested maybe I come over and work for him. Um, but you know, as far as the the price of the uh, LN series is is 
so is very economical compared to it's not it's not what the surveyors uh, the surveying companies are using those are very expensive and i think that's what everybody thinks when they see it they think oh we we couldn't afford that that's just one of those uh, super expensive um surveying machines that the surveyors use my boss would never go for that but this is um priced for uh construction for layout um i think it's yeah i, I don't know I, I think it's just uh, a, a good price for the market it, it was easier for the owner to swallow that than oh yeah relative to yeah. other <laughs> other areas okay and so yeah. um so then you started doing all their layout with just just you on a robotic total station um how many robotic total stations do you guys have today because you you have a, what seven or eight now yeah so we have uh seven ln 100s and then since the ln 150s have come out we have three of those and then I've also got a, a GT500. So yeah, we've got not uh, 10. Wow. So you guys have, you know, so you guys have obviously, you've expanded your fleet of robotic total stations and which means you're, and you're no longer the one doing the layout, right? You Are you now training all your other guys to use these robotic total stations? Yeah. Uh, and basically training's over because that didn't take that long. Um, what I did was I've, I've transitioned now to pretty much full time in the office and I create all the point files for the guys. And then when a job starts, I meet them out there. Uh, I give them the job and then they just take it from there and do all the layout. So training took, uh, some guys it would only take, I'd say three or four days. Three or four, three or four days with somebody taking somebody with no or minimum experience or no experience to f- using the uh, a fully robotic total station and being comfortable to send them plans or export them out to him so that he can go and do his layout. Yeah. Yep. Uh, with with a little wow. follow up, maybe a couple times, uh, I'd go out to the job to see if he was getting mm-hmm. it and all that. But yeah, for the most part, people pick it up pretty easy. Um, and I haven't had anybody that I couldn't train that couldn't learn it. Uh, everybody we've given an instrument to still has one. Well, that's one of the biggest, uh, you know, one of the biggest obstacles is the, uh, just thinking about technology and then, uh, how long is it going to take me to try to use this and understand it? And what about my guys? And, you know, uh, but to hear that and, and trust me, I've seen it. I've been out there and been able to do the same as you and help, uh, help somebody get up to speed rather quickly. I think that the technology has come so far. I mean, this has been out since what, early 2000. So we're looking at, you know, 20 years in the making here. Technology's come a long way and it's making it pretty easy. But, you know, from a guy that you've trained, how many foremen have you trained to use these now? Eight, nine, 10? We've trained all, all of our footing crews. Uh, and, and then I've, I've got a, another guy in the office that helps me create the point files. Um, and I've trained him on the instrument too. So he goes out to the field and, and helps also. Um. Can you, um, now you brought up a really good point. You're talking about creating point files. Uh, Mike, talk to us about that. What does that mean? And, and walk us through when you talk about creating point files, what are you doing? Uh, basically I'm, I'm taking the blueprints and, uh, 
like the CAD files, um, which is the model, if you don't know, that's the model that the architects um, design on the computer. And then that's what they print the drawings out of. They just use a CAD file and, and turn it into a PDF and print it. So if you ask the architect, hey, can I get the CAD files for this project? Then they send it to you. And that's what you use as your background image. And I, I just put that on the controller. And then from there, you can just start picking, uh, adding points to the corners of the building or footings or uh, column line intersections or whatever. But basically, once you get a set of points, then when you're out in the field, you could just select that point and say, hey, where is this at? Uh, let's lay this out. And it'll you can go directly to that point. So there's a process uh, in the office of kind of preparing what you think they're going to need uh, in the field to lay out. And are you using um, what kind of software do you use in the office? Um, I use AutoCAD just to be able to to view the CAD drawings from the architect and, and also. One of the awesome things about this technology that kind of amazes people out in the field is you can take different drawings and overlay them. Um, and that can all be on your controller. So I can turn on, let me turn on the foundation plan. All right. Let me turn on the first floor architectural plan and have them both on at the same time and see how the walls line up. And, and now let me turn on the anchor bolt plan and the plumbing plan and all this stuff. So uh, that's the CAD part where I organize and overlay the CAD files together. Then I export that and I just put it onto our controller. I have my own controller. And from the, the software uh, magnet field layout, that's what I use, Topcom magnet field layout. Uh, I just start picking points from within that software and then and that's it. So really, it's just AutoCAD and the layout software that comes with the instrument that goes on the controller. Um, you you got to think that CAD, uh, three-letter you know, acronym, um, it scares people, right? Uh, those guys out there who, uh, you know, especially concrete contractors, you know, they work off of plans. And when you mention CAD, it's, it's no, 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 not us. So did you ever take a course in AutoCAD um, or, you know, what, it, what would your, what's your background? And no, no, huh? Uh, YouTube. <laughs> really? <laughs> you can learn anything on YouTube. Um, yeah. And, and you don't need to know 90% of what's on AutoCAD. You only need to know a few simple uh, tasks to perform on AutoCAD, it it's really it's it's not it's not as uh, intimidating as it seems. Because I was pretty intimidated too. In fact, um, when when I worked for the GC, we had our own um, BIM coordinator in the office who would just provide us with the CAD files. So I never even um, had any CAD experience prior to going to the concrete company. But when I did go to the concrete company, I said, hey, uh, you should get AutoCAD, too, because uh, we need that, you know, if we want to have background images. And and uh, I know I could just figure it out. So get it and I'll figure it out. And 
it, it didn't take that long to figure out. Um, so I wouldn't be too intimidated by it. You're, you don't have to do the same thing the architects have to do. You're not designing a building. All we're doing is just looking at the files and, and moving uh, and copying and pasting and, and saving. That's, that's really about it. Uh, yeah. Uh, it seems like, um, you know, contractors today have uh, a couple of different options. I have some that use AutoCAD. I have some that have made the transition to Revit. Mike, where do you sit? Do you guys, have you looked into Revit or do you see yourselves uh, moving over there? And I get, I get a lot of those questions from my contractor community coming in and asking, you know, what are, what is everybody else doing? Uh, Mike, what are you guys doing? Well, I think, um, well, what we do is we do AutoCAD. So it's all 2D. It's, it's just like you're looking at the plans, uh, the exact same thing. So we have not started using Revit and I don't think we will anytime soon. I think that the industry is, as far as layout goes, is transitioning to uh, AutoCAD for now. And then I imagine the next step would be Revit, which would be the 3D kind of uh, layout. So, but I, I could be wrong. I, I don't know. I feel comfortable with, and I think it's the next step is is AutoCAD and 2D layout. Um, then I think after that really picks up and architects start realizing people are using their uh, models for layout in the field, then I think we'll see a transition more into Revit. Uh, but right now, yeah, AutoCAD is the, e the easiest, most straightforward. It looks like the plans. Right, okay. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, Mike, I, I know that um, obviously this is, this is a weird time for a lot of people, right? Uh, it sounds like you guys are fortunate enough to have uh, have a lot of work right now and, and so forth. Great for you guys. Um, what is what is today and what's going on? How has that affected you? Has that impacted you guys at all? And, you know, uh, maybe talk about maybe some of OSHA and how are you guys abiding by some of the uh, job site safety you know, regulations and policies that are in place today. Yeah. Um, as far as getting work, um, we've, when, when COVID first hit, we actually got a lot of work that, that hit at the same time. I don't, I don't know why, but um, I think everybody was in a hurry to try and get these jobs started before people bailed on it. But uh, at, since then, the work has not really slowed for us. Um, we, we're still very busy. And a lot of that might, could possibly be, and this is what customers have said too, is that, you know, you guys have the, the high tech layout equipment and we trust your layout. And, and so it, it, having this equipment has actually helped us get new customers and, um, you know, get a lot of work. Um, and as far as safety, uh, like, I suppose, you know, for me, I can, I don't have to work in the, in the field uh, with this, with um, creating the point files. So I, I can work from home. I'm, I'm usually working from home. Uh, I will go out to the field a couple of days a week, but yeah, you don't have to have two people working on top of each other, uh, doing layout on the old 
station. You know, it's just if one guy goes out there and does layout by himself, then he's distancing himself from everyone. And um, it, it, yeah, using the robotic, I mean, it's a it's a solo one one man job. So it's kind of COVID built into it. You know, you're already. <laughs> yeah it does help it does help companies that ad- adhere to those uh the new policy and regulations and and safety right uh no longer having those two guys close together pulling a tape measure <laughs> and and by the way a robot doesn't call in sick i always used to joke around and say you know the nice thing about having a robotic total station is uh, you know it did it won't call in sick. It doesn't complain if it's too cold. It doesn't care if it's raining or snowing out, right? So you have a pretty reliable uh, layout buddy right there. So that's pretty good. Um, uh, Mike, is there is there anything else about the uh, the layout? I think that listen. I think for someone who within you know five years had basically went from you know from the army into construction, quickly adopted technology. And essentially what you did is you went into a, to, uh, you know, to another opportunity, created a new position for yourself and kind of transformed and shaped that department. Um, what have been, I mean, as far as, I mean, obviously time, I mean, you're doing things faster now, um, money. Do you guys still make as many mistakes? Oh, no way. I mean, what, what's, yeah, uh, I mean, so th- the major benefits of having this is time and uh, not as many mistakes. So you're doing the work way faster. You're getting it done faster and you're making uh, far fewer mistakes. Now, I mean, we're all human, so there's still mistakes, but it's a major noticeable reduction. And mistakes. Yeah. And, and also, um, Mike, I think it's incredible. So you've kind of transformed, you're now out of the field and you're doing the points, uh, creation back in the office and, um, and helping your, 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 uh, your layout team and your layout crew members, um, you know, if needed, but you're providing those files to them. Um, I think it's amazing what you've done for that company. And I'm pretty sure the owner probably feels the same way. I know it's always, I, I, I always joke too that uh, it feels like you you spend six months training somebody up and you finally have somebody that's good and and then uh, your competitor comes along and they're gone. I'm fifty, you know, they offer them fifty cents more on the dollar and they're gone, right? So uh, to be able to take somebody that doesn't have any experience and help them get into advanced layout systems like this uh, is truly incredible. Uh, so I think that's great, and you're truly helping. Uh, Obviously, the general contractors must love it too, right? Because you're able to do your own layout. How many times do other trades come up to you and ask you, hey, uh, can you guys come help me lay out this? Can you check me here? Can you check me there? Oh, yeah. that's It's funny you ask because uh, that's what I was doing right before this. Um, today, that's what I was working on. Um, we're, we're doing a podium slab where there's the plumbers and electricians have a bunch of sleeves they need like hundreds of sleeves and they all got to be in the right spot. So they said, well, uh, you know, you guys are, you've got the the equipment and all and the know-how and all that stuff. Why don't we just have you guys lay out all these sleeves for us? And so, um, yeah, 
so that's what I was putting in the controller. I was putting all the plumber sleeves in and, uh, once we get the, the podium, uh, shoring up, we're going to go ahead and lay out all the sleeves and the plumbers can just put their sleeves there and then we'll pour the slab and, uh, should work out. If you miss a sleeve. Yeah. It, and that happens all, that happens a lot. Yeah. What happens if you miss a sleeve or if one of the, uh, plumbers or electrician, what if they miss a sleeve? Yeah, well, they got to core drill it <laughs> and hit rebar and, and all that stuff. They got to come back after the concrete's cured yeah. and they got to core through the concrete. And they probably, if it's a uh, post-tension deck, right, then they got to get ground-penetrating radar yeah. to scan the deck to make sure that they – and it's not if you hit rebar. It's when you hit, hit rebar or uh, the post-tension cable. And how much damage does it do, right? Yeah. So <laughs> – um, and that can be very costly, yeah, so very costly. So having these instruments is a, is a, an awesome way to coordinate between the trades. And if you have an instrument and the other trades don't, there's a good chance you can pick up some layout work off of them um, and, and really just help the whole project out by keeping everyone on the same page as far as layout goes. Yeah, yeah absolutely. That's a really... That's a good point too. Um, you know, I, a lot of people think about liability when it comes to that. Uh, what are your thoughts on if somebody comes up and asks you to do some of their layout? Is there a liability behind that, or can you talk about that? Uh, I just make sure that um, that it is coordinated beforehand, and that they send me an email exactly what they want. Um, you know, it. If, if the dimensions are in the drawings, then that's great. If they aren't and they want me to lay out sleeves, then just mark up the dimensions they want. Or, you know, you got you, you do want to cover yourself and make sure that uh, you have something to fall back on and that everyone's on the same page and all that. So, uh, but that's, that's pretty easy. I mean, you just ask, hey, if you want me to lay it out, just give me a... Um, a PDF with marked up what you want and I'll put it in my controller and we'll lay it out. And that's, or, or even, um, easier than that. Like if the Masons want brick points, I do that a lot. Uh, that's all right there on the drawing. So, you know, um, if it's, it's pretty easy to just get it right at knock on wood, I haven't had anything wrong yet. I mean, I'm sure I would, but, I don't know. It's also, you can always put in there, you know, you guys, I'm laying this out, but double check me, you know, and that's, that's basically what surveyors do anyways, is this, that they'll give you a, they'll give you brick points and they say, you know, here it is, but we're not technically responsible for this. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't worry about it too much. Um, you you mentioned something there when you were describing that. Um, hey, just give me the PDF. I can use that too. So uh, you can. I know that you use your AutoCAD files um, in and three D model. You could do three D models and so forth. But um, you also can import a PDF into your field controller. Do you? So you find that um, that you use PDFs as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, that's a pretty easy way. Um, to get whatever you want without having to uh, take the time to ask. I don't know. Like, for example, I always convert the anchor bolt drawings. Uh, I just have a PDF. I never ask for the AutoCAD, and I just convert that to a CAD file and upload that. So you can pretty much take any 
any drawing you want um, and convert it into a CAD file. And, and that's really simple. Actually, that's to do that, that's on my YouTube channel too. It walks you through it real simple. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen that video. That's, um, yeah, that's in, that's awesome. So wow, that's, that's good stuff. I mean, that to me, that's really great because if just picture you have a whole set of plans. Um, you can take any page you want and, and just have it on a background and you could take multiple pages and just put them on top of each other and turn a couple on, turn a couple off, kind of see how it all jives together. Um, so that's a huge advantage. Yeah. That, and that's obviously um, sounds like a tremendous improvement to the workflow as well. Yeah, and, and to go back a little bit on what you're saying before about uh, I went to a company and basically created a position. I mean, I really think that that's possible for so many companies now um, that, that it's a huge opportunity in the construction field. If, if you're a foreman or anything like that and you're doing layout, you could really take over and, and create your own layout department just like I did easily. Um, so I, I just think it's a huge untapped opportunity that people are starting to pick up on it, but that's definitely where it's going. You're, you're going to get a ton of calls on saying, Mike, I heard you. Um, how can I do this? What did you do? And what can I do here to, to, so that I can create a department, and that just sounds awesome. Um, so just be be prepared, um, Mike. We're gonna get down to the, uh, and that's really good stuff, by the way. Really good stuff, um, and I appreciate that. Um, I want to get down to uh, what I like to call our final four questions, um, Mike. What has been your favorite project, and why? Uh, all right, so. My favorite project, uh, my favorite projects in general are schools, uh, just because I, I like, you know, I, I like, I liked high school a lot. And, and uh, I, I don't know, I feel like I'm building something that's given back to society and all that. So schools are great. And my favorite project in particular was the high school we did. It was a really big high school. And, um, it was pretty challenging, but uh, like there's a lot of arcs, a lot of curved walls, and was it a new? Was it a newly construct? Was it yeah, new construction or brand was this new? Uh, two story. I think it was a hundred million dollar uh, high school. Um, it was the biggest one in the county. Uh, it was a beautiful school. Um, but yeah, was, I, I like schools a lot, and I like that one in particular. It had a really big auditorium and so I got to lay out all these uh curved concrete seating uh and there's a lot of cool little challenges tons and tons of anchor bolts I think there was like 2800 anchor bolts at schools they but it's fun because a lot of people they they look at something like that and and uh they're like oh man this is gonna be tough to lay out but uh having the instruments like Heck yeah, bring it on! Like uh, I love radius. <laughs> that. That's that. All that stuff. That's it's fun. Yeah, I love that enthusiasm, uh, Mike. What did you? So this is a new school. Um, I I've always felt like 
you know, and I, we talk about timelines today, right? Contractors are expected to do a lot more with less. Um, what was the timeline uh, that you guys had on this project? Well, the whole the whole project, I think, was two years, um, but we got our footings done in like two months, I think. Um, so we we were ahead, and we were we were really um, moving along fast, and really got it done. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's having the instrument made us way faster than we would have been, and, and people were noticing how fat we were running people over <laughs> like the, the plumbers were the plumbers supposed to put their trunk lines in first. And, uh, and if, if they didn't get it done and, and the GCs wanted to get it done. So they're like, you know, if, if they're not done, just blaze on ahead of them. And that's what we did. <laughs> Does it help your relationship with, with general contractors now that you're at the, uh, you know, at the trade level here, a specialty contractor, if you will. But um, as a concrete call, having robotos, does that help your relationships with your GCs? Yeah, for sure. That you work with? Yeah. It, uh, Why is that? It, it, well, they can, they build up a lot of trust in our work. Uh, they trust it's that it's accurate. And that's so um, important. I feel like. Oh, yeah. And, 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 and the speed too. I mean, it gets done a lot faster and, it's done. It's so it's done fast and it's done accurate. And that's basically, you know, what a GC wants aside from obviously safety first, but productivity and being done right are the two main things. Uh, and, and it really helps deliver that with, with these stations. And, and like I said, it's, it's gotten us, uh, new customers, you know, that we'll get a new customer and they'll try us out with a little job and, and they'll see what we can do. And they're like, wow, okay. Uh, here's a big job. And we'll get more jobs from there on. So right on, it, it definitely helps. And like you said, it, it, like I was saying before, that also if they need something extra laid out for another trade, we can always work that out too. Always, yeah, it, and it's business. Um, yeah, that's really cool. Um, Mike, what's been the biggest mistake you've, I know you, listen, like you said earlier, we're all humans, we make mistakes. What's been the biggest mistake that you've made in construction, in your construction career, and what lessons have you learned from it? So the, the biggest mistake I made was... <laughs> I know, sorry to put you out there like that. Um, okay, we had a, um, a storage unit complex we were building. It was like, I, I don't know, maybe six stories tall and there was a basement that was all concrete concrete walls and then the first floor was all concrete walls and the first floor had an entrance and and the plans were uh, they didn't they weren't very good they they didn't have a lot of dimensions and stuff and um you can always just go by the cad file but really you want to you want to have some dimensions on the plans as backup to point to and be like, yeah, well, look, this is what it's supposed to be. So they didn't have dimensions on, on the opening. And I wrote an RFI asking what, what size does this rough opening need to be in the concrete wall? And they gave me an answer. Well, uh, about a month later was time to do the work and I was super busy and somewhere in my emails, I got an email um, saying, 
you know, we've revised the opening size to make it bigger. And I, I missed it. And um, so they went ahead and just put uh, the opening in or to the original size I had told them to. And yeah, so we had to go back and cut the opening wider. And uh, How far along were you guys? How far was it? Were you into the project um, when you had to go do that? We had finished the concrete and they were putting up the steel. And I think we were about to pour the slab. Um, so it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. It wasn't like, uh, you know, they realized when they were putting the storefront in and all, every, all the facade was done and all that. And it was still, uh, fairly new. Um, so, but we caught it and my lesson learned was keep track of your, uh, your drawings, all the revisions. You always got to keep track of that stuff. Just, they'll throw changes, throw curveballs at you last minute while at, while everyone's um, going full speed. That's that's the one thing. If you you get a uh, you get all this layout taken care of ahead of time, um, which is great, uh, but you just got to keep an eye out for changes and just to update your point file as the changes come in and get it out to the field, which is the same without. A controller anyways without an instrument you got to get the changes out to the yeah field. yeah you it, it's it's a good point you bring that up actually and, and to that point um it, it's funny i was i had a conversation the other day and uh it was a contractor who was pulling uh, a tape measure and then string and uh he says well what if i make any mistakes <laughs> and i said okay well then with a robotic total station you'll be able to go back out and do it five times faster than what you're able to go back out and fix that mistake if you were doing it with a, a tape measure. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, you might have mistakes, but you're still going to be able to get back out there and do it. You know. Yeah, the, the overall uh, net gain is, you know, positive compared to doing it the old way. You know, there's still a little mistakes here and there, but you've, you've made so many uh, – uh, just good things in between that more than makes up for a little hiccup here and there. I mean, overall you're making this instrument makes money. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's the beauty of it. As long as you keep it busy, it's going to make you money. That's what I like to say. Um, no, that's, that's good stuff, Mike. Um, my question number three, I'll move on to that one here. And, uh, where do you, Mike, where do you see construction technology going from here? Um, I think, I think we're kind of in the, I wouldn't say early stages of transitioning to uh, everyone using robotic total stations for layout. I think we're, we're past the early stage, but we're definitely not uh, where it's going to be at very soon. I, I think, I think very soon, uh, basically every trade out there, they're just going to be doing layout uh, with these total stations. Um, as more and more people do it and you hear, how much faster and all the benefits and everything, more people are going to start transitioning to it. So that, that's where I see it going. I, I'm seeing all, all the trades, uh, especially let's say concrete, masonry, plumbing, electrical. Um, I, I've seen HVAC people using them. They'll, they'll mark out on the slab, um, all their points that are going to be up on the ceiling and they'll just shine a laser straight up to it. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, most of the trades in all of the, I'd say medium size, uh, jobs, like, I, I, I don't know how many people, I suppose people will be using it for like house layout, maybe, but you know, the typical construction job mm -hmm. you see yep. just driving around, um, 90% of that is perfect for these projects or, or for this, um, this technology. And, and like I said, I've never done a high rise or anything like that. I don't know what the challenges would be. I, I couldn't, but couldn't agree more. That's where I, I see mm -hmm. it going. Yeah. Yeah. Every project's probably a little di bit different, but you know, I always say, Hey, if you're pulling a tape, me this is a tape measure on steroids. And so anywhere you're going to pull a tape measure, you know, you could use a total station. Yep. Um, all right. Question number four. And last question. Uh, finally, uh, Mike, what would be your advice to those just starting out in the industry? I would say uh, try to get in on uh, a layout position of any sort, whether that's if you're a foreman or, or actually on a layout crew. Uh, I, I think that um, if you turn your focus towards layout, that's where the opportunity is right now. Um, and if you can convince your uh, owner to go this direction, then just take take the uh, the wheel and drive it forward. And uh, I think there's a lot of opportunity for, for people out there. So I would say um, learn, just look into it more. Look into the total stations more. Uh, learn about it. Get good at your traditional layout, get good at reading uh, your blueprints, and you would be uh, perfect for for having one of these things in your company. And and I think that really, that could uh, step up your, yeah. your career. Yeah, no, that's good advice. All that stuff. That's good stuff, Mike. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm with you. Um, I definitely see there's a lot of opportunity out there. And, um, and I think that's great. I think your story is fantastic. And I hope that it's, you know, motivation and inspirational to a lot of those other guys that are out there and thinking, Hey, I've been doing this. What can I do? You know, what can I do next? Um, how can I embrace some of this technology that's been out there and make a path, right? Go blaze your own path with it. Kind of like you did. And with that is a little bit of risk, but you know, look what you've been able to do and achieve. And Mike, I think that's, um, I think that's truly commendable and, and, uh, and I, I really appreciate you sharing all that information. Um, and I think that's a great way to close out this episode, actually. Uh, Mike, why don't you let people know uh, where can they get in touch with you? Where can they find you? Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've got the, the YouTube channel where that originated with I needed to train my guys. So basically, I just made a bunch of training videos and threw it up on YouTube. And, but then I did a review and, and some other stuff. I'll put more videos on it. But that YouTube channel is called um, Layout Tech. So, yeah, it's kind of like, yeah, layout technology, but also your position as a layout technician. So that's why I chose the name. But, yeah, you can go there uh, or you can email me at uh, layouttech2020 at gmail.com. Awesome. Awesome. Mike, I appreciate it. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, if you're interested and want to hear more from Mike, please go reach out to him. Uh, truly phenomenal guy. Mike, it's always a pleasure. 
and an honor and um, whatever I can do to keep helping you move forward, please let me know. Um, and everybody else uh, who's listening to the episode, uh, if you want more, go ahead and hit the subscribe button and we'll deliver. Uh, thank you, everyone. Mike, thank you, sir. Have a great evening. And uh, this is Matt Sawyer. I'll be signing off here with TopCon Talks Construction. Talks Construction.